Missing now found stories, lost and forgotten, brought back to life, hero or evil villain. Does the good that you do ever outweigh the bad? We will find out today on today's episode of Hell Yeah or Hell Nah. You're listening to Clapped by Fire. Hello, I'm Kai Maxwell, your host. Our co-host is Sean Eames and John Peterson, and you are listening to Clapped by Fire. <clears throat> so sorry, I had to clear my throat real fast. We have an Instagram page where we post our weekly episodes, so if you're listening to today's episode and want to hop on and look at some pictures about the topic that we are talking about to give you a little bit more insight on the story, go check it out. The handle is at Clapped by Fire Podcast on Instagram. How's everyone doing today? Doing good, brother. How are you? <clears throat> hey doing good just fucking woke up dude feeling feeling pretty good this morning but yeah just a wee bit tired nothing too crazy so uh yeah super mario came out at midnight last night if you have not seen our episode where we talk about uh the creators of uh, super mario uh go check that one out too wink wink and then also, too, I'm going to say this real fast. Uh, I have been officially dethroned. Um, not the cool guy on the podcast anymore. Uh, John and Sean are beating me in episode views. So I just want to give a big shout out to the boys. Congratulations. Enjoy it while it lasts. I'm extremely competitive, and I am coming for yo asses. <laughs> yeah, John dominates the king right now. He's got the most plays. So uh, congrats, Johnny boy. Well, I like to thank the small people in my life. Uh, Dude, not on the air. Oh, just play. oh, oh. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, so we're we, recording we right now. Did you not know that? Oh. We haven't got the uh, the award yet, so I don't need to make my expect acceptance speech. <laughs> There's children listening. Oh, just play. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> I don't let my kids listen to it, so I'm not sure what kids are. Maybe they're listening to just mine. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so Sean is actually going to go watch new Super Mario today at 3 o'clock. So next week's episode, we're going to give some commentary on how good it is. Looks awesome. I've seen so many uh, things from Jack Black about, uh, you know, prepping for his voice. Go checking it out. Super excited. Probably going to go watch it this week. So uh, wait until for next sure. week for an update about that. So who wants to talk and who wants to talk and stick first? I'll go first. Go for right. it. Uh, so uh, my news is uh, in Salt Lake City, a 63 year old man uh, was accused of killing his wife and uh, she was 71 years old. Apparently he strangled her and uh, they went ahead and picked him up on the second. And uh, it's just really, really sad. Um, on top of that, and uh, other news, you, another what? Real quick, you're a dick because that was my story. <laughs> Beat you to it. Okay. <laughs> on top of that, another uh, tornado ripped through Missouri, man, and killed uh, another four people that they know of last night. And uh, yeah, it was a, a nighttime twister, so nobody really saw it coming, but just tons more destruction. Apparently, they're just getting hammered down there right now. So, I understand yeah, there's a bunch of tornadoes, but that does not mean move to Utah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's you, just other people cool. from California. <laughs> Dang, that is crazy. Like, this this weather is just insane. Like, we, I don't even know. I'll, I'll, I'll go over that a little bit more. But two tornadoes taking people out, it's freaking crazy, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's super sad. Is that all you got? That's all I got, guys. Sorry. Cool beans. Okay, John, take the floor, sir. Well, well, since you went ahead and stole my main story, um, we'll go ahead and talk about the weather as well. And holy shit, because yesterday we got where I'm at, we got about 18 inches that I had to uh, shovel off my driveway. You know, here in Utah, we've broken records. Uh, we've talked about the 83, 84 uh, moisture that flooded everything. And uh, we've actually broke that a couple weeks ago, and we're just keep on climbing and climbing. 
So, yeah, just know, it's scary. Like this week, we're on list. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say this week we're in the 30s and whatnot, so everything's going to be cold. But by the time next Monday rolls around, we're supposed to be up into the 70s, and uh, that's uh, some flash flood stuff waiting to happen. So, yeah. So we, I'm hearing a lot of people talking around where I live, and you know, just like, hey, it's going to be uh, flooding if you need to get some sandbags go ahead and get sandbags i'm like i don't think i have to worry about it too much but just all the moisture in the area it's it's going to be an insane spring um unexpected shitload of flooding over the next couple months yeah it's just going to be crazy actually a comment on our last episode q a ashley thank you so much for commenting she says that she lives um, on the Jordan River and is nervous about flooding. Can someone enlighten me where the Jordan River is? That's. I think it's up in that's like a, Salt Lake area. I, no, I think that's American Fork. Is that American Yo, Fork River? I think, yeah, that's American Fork River. Provo's, Provo's Provo Canyon and Jordan's the American Fork, yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I dude, I'd be scared too. In all honesty, like maybe <clears throat> I don't I don't know how much it's gonna cost, but maybe get flood insurance. I don't know. Maybe, just maybe. I like don't quote me, I'm not a financial advisor, but uh if you do live by a river, I'd probably recommend it. So I lived in St. George and or growing up and uh or I lived in Hurricane, but St. George growing up, I remember in two thousand eight there was a massive flood down there, and there was like 25 homes that fell into the river. The river's like, you know, they're dry all year round, and then all of a sudden you get a massive flood. So many houses falling in the river. Like, it's scary. So I, uh, was, uh, I'd recommend it. <laughs> yeah, I was down in Vegas over the weekend, and driving back, I'm seeing all those uh, spillways and the washways just going through. Um, and I remember seeing almost nothing every single time I've passed there, but, uh, going through that Canyon between, you know, in the Arizona part of I-15, the gorge, actually. Yeah. The gorge. I'm actually seeing a lot of water coming down. It was like, usually I don't remember seeing anything, uh, any kind of water coming through there, but, uh, you know, it's coming and it's going to be insane. Yeah. I've heard the great Salt Lake is already up two feet and that's yeah. not even with melt. That's just, you know, the water that's coming out of the sky right now so dude driving through the gorge as a little kid i always thought that like there was going to be some like bandits around the curb that were going to rob you you ever get that <laughs> feeling when you're driving through the gorge <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I didn't see any bandits uh but you know no there were bandits you just it, didn't see them the same thing they were hiding <laughs> oh it's oh, good to know Cool, cool. You got anything else for us, sir? That's it. Thanks to Sean. <laughs> cool beans. Jerk. So uh, I'll take the floor. Um, if you own a cabin or any property up at Bear Lake, uh, you better get up there and uh, clear off your roof. Bear Lake has also been receiving uh, record number amounts of snow up there, and a lot of roofs are collapsing in. A lot of balconies are breaking uh, what's happening is all this snow, you know, it's falling on the roof and then it's melting off the roof and then it's landing on the balcony and, uh, there's like pictures online, Facebook groups. I've seen some TikTok videos that, uh, yeah, there's a, like, literally you have like, there are all these nice houses. The roofs are just caving in, dude. They just, uh, structures are not built to withstand, um, all the snow they're getting up there. So if you know anyone that lives up there, I'd probably recommend to uh, have them go clear off their balconies and roofs. There's just too much dank snow up there. So Yeah, I, I know both of my cousin and my aunt both have cabins up there and a house up there. And yeah, man, it's uh it's insane. So I've been to Bear Lake, absolutely beautiful, and uh I, I just can't even imagine how much snow is up there right now. It's probably just so freaking much. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, since you brought that up, I went ahead and uh, looked that up real quick, and I'm seeing tons and tons of uh, news reports about things just being demolished. Um, it's crazy. 
Yeah, I saw a video on TikTok actually where uh, this guy was clearing off his roof and uh, he's like, the <laughs> he was pretty much just like, hey, the reason you do this is because my neighbor has a half a million dollar house and, and look at it, his roof's caved in. <laughs> And uh, it's just like, oh, shit, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, that much water frozen is a ton of weight, man. Like, it's no joke. So I guess some of the roofs up there have this, like, uh, it's like more of like a metal. And it's yeah. pretty much like designed that, like, you know, rain resistant and, and uh, it heats up just a little bit. And, you know, the snow is supposed to run off, but the snow is not running off. It's just falling off onto the balcony, making like a... 16 foot high pile of snow on their balcony and then you know the balcony's not strong enough to withhold all that and so yeah it's just all these just just collapsing it's it's absolutely crazy it's uh causing a lot of damage this weather is okay so like the observed snowpack on that is there's up to 66 inches sitting on people's roofs right now so oh, five shit. and a five five and a half feet of snow sitting on your roof is definitely going to do some damage yeah <laughs> that's crazy that's so crazy <laughs> Jeez. our house caved in uh you know not from an earthquake uh it was from snow <laughs> oh yeah okay next story i've got moving on <clears throat> there was another trail derailment 25 cars of a freight train that derailed in montana so what is it, uh that train number 40 now we never hear about trains trains being derailed and then like what in the last like four and a half five months there's yeah like 40 like holy shit what's yeah, going on it, in the trains are people like tampering with them or are they doing it for like attention insurance oh, dude, it's money or... it's just a coincidence bro interesting <laughs> interesting I am putting on my suspicion hat right now. <laughs> yeah, the tinfoil hat is definitely glued on right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, nothing suspicious. Next story: If you're into stocks, uh, Elon Musk changed the Twitter picture to uh, Doge logo, and Dogecoin skyrocketed on Monday. It was, I think, it was like seven cents. Went up to nine cents. And, uh, you know, homeboy Kai over here has actually invested in some Dogecoin and uh, made some money. So nice. Nice. If you're into Hell stocks, yeah. uh, I would recommend dropping like 50 bucks on Dogecoin and then just never looking at it ever again. Because how it works is you put in money and uh, every single time Elon Musk is going to talk about Dogecoin, then you're going to hop on and you're going to sell what you got and uh, you're going to make some money doing it. So, Hell yeah. Back in the day, I had like 30,000 Dogecoin when it was less than a penny. And uh, I waited a long time and like nothing was happening. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to sell. So I ended up selling. And then uh, Elon Musk tweeted about Dogecoin. And uh, I think it went up to like five cents or something. Damn. And uh, <laughs> pretty pissed at myself. So like I said, bought bought some and i'm just keeping it in and like i said you just wait for good old elon to just say dogecoin and when he says dogecoin it's, it's gonna skyrocket sell that shit make some money so <clears throat> so yeah if you're into investing and stuff like that i know dogecoin a lot of probably investors that are listening or if there is any they're probably just like hey, dogecoin bitcoin over here you dumb fuck you know what i mean <laughs> come on dogecoin's for the, the cheapos the people that don't have twenty eight thousand dollars to you know, buy buy me a Bitcoin right now. So, right. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of stuff going on with Bitcoin right now too. I think it dropped down considerably over the last couple months. Yeah, it used to be up to like sixty thousand, and then it it's dropped down quite a bit. Um, obviously, not going to go into that. It's gonna that that's that's a story for another day. But yeah, screw. Uh, Screw people that just like to spend money and cause inflation and, uh, you know, countries that, you know, just, oh, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Moving on. Moving on. <clears throat> so uh, Trump uh, apparently got arrested, um, went to court, facing 34 felonies, and uh, he pleads not guilty. So uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's all over the news right now. Like I said, not to go not. We don't go into politics. 
but it's all over the news right now. You every single news channel out there is talking about it. So just thought I'd bring it up. Like I said, went to court, yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to give my opinion on it, but he could face up to 34 felonies. He pleaded not guilty. Moving on. Um, actually, that was my last news story. So, <laughs> Does anybody <laughs> have anything else? <laughs> uh, no, man. I think that's it. Oh, I went and shot the, the new Shazam last night, and... Uh... I was very surprised, and I loved it. There actually was a spot in the movie where uh, a little bit of some tears came to my eyes. So, Dude, you're a heartless really motherfucker. Well. There's no way in hell that I made you cry. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I did not cry. I did not say that I cried. I just say there was some moisture that came to my eyes. All right. <laughs> That's because the old lady in front of you let out this gnarly fart and your eyes started burning. Like, dude. No, that was that was behind me, and that was earlier in the movie. <laughs> and uh, she was sitting there with a bag of M&Ms, and she was not quiet about it. You know, she did the, you know, most of the movie. But, uh, you know, it wasn't because of that. Honest question. Have you ever walked out of a movie? Um... No, there's been times that I've wanted to, but in my mind, it's like I paid for the movie. Even if I don't like it, I'm probably still going to sit here and watch it because I paid for it. Um, I've never walked out, but there are some that I've wanted to. What about you, Sean? I don't think I ever have. I was I was trying to think. I mean, no, I've, I've pretty much suffered through even the ones that I was like, yeah, that was a bust, you know. But yeah, I don't, I don't think I ever have, man. Movie theaters have a policy that if you don't like it within the first 15 minutes, you can go get a refund, just so you know. Say what? Nice. And uh, I've actually walked out of a movie. You want to hear the story? Yeah. My wife chose this, like, chick flick. We go in. We sit down. The movie starts. And uh, this guy next to us all of a sudden leans forward and just blows chunks all over the ground. <laughs> right in front of us. I don't know about you, but I am not going to sit through a movie and smell some dude's throw up. And I, dude, I got throw up on my shoe, bro. He was right next oh to me. Gosh, we immediately jumped up, was like, like almost like fire alarm, like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Ran out to the first desk, was like, dude, this guy just blew chunks everywhere. We want our money. They gave us a refund and we left. It was I can't remember what movie. It was some chick flick, but yeah, I have walked out of a movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't because the movie was bad, it's just because the dude blew over everywhere. Dude, I like I don't even know how to explain it. Like just just imagine like you're in the movie theater, you're eating your popcorn, you're all relaxed. And uh you know, it's kind of like a heavier set guy comes and sits right next to you, and then all of a sudden just you're like you're just looking at it in terror, like what's going on, and then you're just like, oh hell no, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm one of those people that like if I see throw up or, or smell throw up, I start dry heaving. So you know, we got the fuck out of there, dude. So yeah, right. <laughs> well, I'll say at that time you pretty much have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Okay, sounds oh. good. Well, let's hop in uh, the clap mobile and get started with our story. Oh, yeah. Hop in, boys. It's gonna be a good one. Okay, and we are officially back. So I'm gonna ask you guys another question before we get started. Growing up, what did you and your friends like to do for fun? And I need two examples from each of you. So obviously when you get older, you know, you get different friends. But growing up, what are two experiences that you did when you were younger with your friends that was the most fun? Sean, go. So uh, yeah, we used to do uh, a lot of football. We uh, played a, a game we like to call Backyard Idiots because it was basically full contact football in uh, nothing but fields that had, like, debris in it. You know what I mean? You didn't know where you are going to tackle somebody. I remember uh, 
tackling uh one of my friends joel and uh he uh put his hand through a pop can and basically had to be run off to go get stitches because it was bleeding so bad and uh I, I think that was one of my my fonder memories we also used to do a, a lot of uh bmxing you know the used to have like the little old school bicycles that you know you could spin the handlebars and jump off of ramps and whatnot we used to go make uh, dirt trails with it do you know who yeah. scotty Kramer is i don't he's a bmx rider that did like two front flips and then face planted and literally had to have all of his teeth pulled out and dentures put in dude Oh shit! BMX oh, rider. I I remember watching that because I yeah I did like BMX too growing up you know and we uh we had a buddy his name was Bo and uh, his dad owned ex excavation business and they would build like full on tracks like right in their front yard dude so sick yeah yeah we had an empty fill kind of like on the corner of our lot and uh yeah we would <laughs> go out there every weekend and like pack up mounds and have big old ramps and yeah it, it was a lot of fun dude. Awesome. So football and BMXing. What about you, John? I mean, yeah. Well, John. So for me, it was like, yeah, it was back in the day when, uh, you know, like on the weekend or at night, I used to annoy your parents so much that they'd be like, you know what, you're bothering me. Step out of the house. Don't come back till dark. So we used to just hop on our bikes, you know, ride around to all the friends' houses and um, pick them all up. And next thing you know, we're like two little cities away you know just kind of going off riding bikes and just disappearing all day and not knowing where you're gonna go and not stopping until you, you see something cool to go ahead and do that and then we also would uh spend some saturdays in the church parking lot playing hockey getting a big game going on with all the neighborhood kids oh hell yeah we used to play street hockey too <laughs> oh yeah Interesting. Stuff you don't see kids do nowadays, but you know, it's like those are like my memorable things growing up is just taking off and just getting out of the house and uh just being active all day long. Yeah. I remember me and my friends growing up, we always would get together and play video games and uh the game that we would play and spend the absolute most time playing was Super Smash Bros. We've put hundreds of hours into that game. We used to have this thing where, you know, only so many people could play at once. And uh, whoever died had to give up their controller. So if you're really good at the game, you got to play forever. And if you sucked at the game, you kept on handing your controller to the next person. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, video games for me. And then also... Um, Dude, I, I don't know. I like it. If you knew me in high school, I was going through a lot of trauma in my life. And uh, I had long black hair. I'd always dye my hair black. And uh, I was just like this emo kid, dude. Every. So I, I used to like to skateboard and just play video games, dude. It's all I ever did with my homies. And uh, my, my homies, dude. When I mean my homies, I mean like one other person or like two people. So. I had friends that had, like, other friends, and that's how I met other people, like, playing Super Smash Bros. Because, like, you know, these parties, like, didn't know anybody. But I went around skate with people. It'd always be, like, one or two people. <clears throat> so that's pretty much what I did and what it's I consider. It's really hard to picture you as a fucking emo kid, man. I got to be honest. Like, <laughs> Yo, uh, when I build up the confidence one day, um, I will. I might post a picture on the on the Instagram page, but, uh, yeah, dude, <laughs> <laughs> you got to understand I had a third, uh, when I was 13 years old, I had a sister murdered the very next year. My parents got divorced and, uh, that divorce caused a lot of trauma because my parents, instead of being, you know, like grown ass adults, they, uh, what did they do? They turned to their kids and they're like, come live with me. Um, you know, yada, yada, your dad's bad, your mom's dad bad, blah, 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 you know, turning to the kids and causing like all this trauma on the kids. And so it became like this big love hate relationship of who are you loyal to? Um, and, uh, that caused a lot of shit. And then, you know, when I was 16, I had a cousin that was murdered and, uh, 
you know, I just wasn't doing good in school. And uh, in school, like, I got bullied a shit ton, dude. My brother and his friends would bully the living shit out of me. Um, so, so yeah, dude, like I, I honestly, if you know my story and you know where I came from, dude, I, I really don't think, uh, seeing me with long black hair, uh, being emo was fucked back in the day. I was actually skinny back in the day too, dude. I wasn't, uh, you know, the big guy that I am now, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, it makes sense, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day, dude, that was me. So, <laughs> okay. We're going to jump into our story. Jared Lasik was born on September 16th, 1975 in Los Angeles, California. There's not too much information about his early childhood. Um, We know that he had family in Utah and also family in Las Vegas. And he would travel pretty frequently to his families in Utah and Las Vegas and go visit them. We do know that his family did have a Mormon background, religion, um other than that the early parts of his life are pretty pretty private not a lot of information checked a lot of sources uh it doesn't really say too much while growing up he ended up getting married and he moved to oregon uh if you understand my last episode uh this is an uncle dave episode okay so the guy moves up to oregon he gets married um, meets the love of his wife. What did you say? What did you say about my Uncle Dave, dude? I said good old Uncle Dave. He's coming up with the best stories. Oh, dude. <laughs> uh, there's going to be a lot of episodes about un- Uncle Dave's stories, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so he moves up to Oregon, uh, meets the love, uh, love of his life. They end up having two children. And something that Jared and his wife, uh, a passion that they love doing is they got into scuba diving. They both ended up uh, achieving the level of like master or professional and something that Jared and his wife loved to do. So they would travel around the United States and go do courses. Um, there's a lot of lakes that have courses. Prime example, uh, I grew up in Hurricane, Utah, and uh, the lake that was closest to us was called Sand Hollow Resort. When the lake was made, they actually sunk a plane and they sunk a school bus in the lake. And what that does is it has created a pretty cool uh, scuba diving course. So if you ever want to do it, I think it's like 80 bucks a person. So sorry. But uh, pretty much you follow the instructor. You go down. You go hang out in the bus. You go see the plane. And then uh, you go see like some cool rock formations. And then you come back up to the surface. Seems pretty fun, right? Yeah. Well, see, I think I'd be kind of paranoid. I mean, that's like... I don't know if it's like some kind of deep-seated fear of water. You know, I'd still swim in the ocean, still swim that, but scuba diving, I think I'd be paranoid that, you know, looking left and right, even if these uh, man-made lakes, there's going to be a shark that's going to come get me. You know, just let some <laughs> pop in my head. So I've actually heard some stories. You know, everyone's fishing up at the top, and there's some pretty big fish up there. But uh, I had a friend growing up that his dad was uh, – scuba dive certified and uh, his dad would always say that if you ever go scuba diving at the bottom of lakes your vision is not very well and he would always say that the fish down there are a lot fucking bigger than the fish up at the top <laughs> yeah so I'm, that I'm always uh, this one john like yeah i got that whole shark paranoia thing too anytime i see like pictures of like dark lakes or dark water just sitting inside of it i'm like nah Nah, if I can't see down below, uh, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> so uh, something else too. Um, I've I've never been scuba dive certified, but something that I have done is uh, I do have like some pretty expensive snorkeling gear. Um, I have like a knife that I have on my arm. I also have a wrist that go or a light that goes on my light my right arm. If you want to find more about it, check out my YouTube video. I've got a, a video where I did uh, I, I snorkeled a video or a, a lake. A small lake up in Payson Canyon. Can't even remember the name of it. But uh, Payson Lake. No, not Payson Lake. It's a smaller one. Uh, uh, you're driving up there. It's like on the right hand side, and there's like three small lakes right next to each other. Uh, I've probably been there. Um, Maple Lake, maybe. 
Uh, it's on my YouTube channel. I'll send you the link, bro. But so, so yeah, I've, right. I've, I've found interest in doing it. I've looked into a scuba diving class. Uh, some of the requirements is you have to have so many hours in the water. Um, you have to have done at least three dives with uh, an instructor. And then you have to do a course where you have to swim through... Um, like rings and uh, you have to be able to like change your pack and stuff while underwater uh, like I said scuba diving can be dangerous um, if, if you're unexperienced and don't know what you're doing um, obviously people need oxygen to survive and so uh, that's why there's this course that has to be taken in order to buy gear uh, fill up your tanks things like that so Jared and his wife, this was their hobby. They became professional divers. And in doing so, they were able to meet a lot of people, like-minded, um, family, friends, that were able to to uh, meet in, in these classes. And, uh, you know, it just became a really big hobby of theirs. <clears throat> in 2018, uh, there was like a drought in Oregon. The lakes were, were down. And uh, we all know from a lot of news stories and just, you know, living in Utah, that when the, when the waters go down, uh, mysteries appear. Things appear that were, have been lost for however, however long. So in 2018, you know, the Oregon, the lakes up there, you know, uh, started revealing like boats, cars that were in the river, anchors, and... Uh, so these anchors, you can go and like, you know, if, if there's an anchor at the bottom, the lake, anchor is a lot of money, dude. You could, uh, if you find one and doesn't have any information on it, you'd probably go sell it for a couple hundred bucks. No kidding. That's pretty crazy. So Jared befriends this guy named Bob, and Bob was also, um, you know, scuba diving guy, did all the scuba diving stuff, but he was also a manager of a towing company. And so Jared and Bob came up with this idea that's like, hey, let's just start cleaning up the lakes. And like I said, uh, you know, some of these lakes, there was like cars and stuff. And so what happens is, you know, they'd bring the tow truck down, like the ramp. They'd pull the, the old car out, you know, look through it, try to find anything cool. And then Bob would just, you know, take it to the scrapyard and, you know, get a couple hundred bucks for, for the scrap metal. And so they, they started cleaning up these lakes. And... Um, in 2018, they decided to uh, start this YouTube channel, and the YouTube channel is called Adventuring with Purpose. So they go on these adventures to, you know, find and clean up these lakes, but also in the process, you know, they're doing it, there's a purpose behind it. And so, I don't know, it just seems pretty cool. Like I said, you go on these adventures, you know, go scuba dive under the water, see what you can find. They're finding, you know, big, large amounts of metal, junk. They're just cleaning up these lakes, making these lakes uh, <clears throat> a better better place for the environment. If you know anything about cars, cars have oils and gases in them. <clears throat> if a car goes off the road and goes into a lake, that's going to pollute the lake because, you know, the gasoline and the oil is bad for the fish. It's bad for the ecosystem. Um, cars are not meant to be in the bottom of lakes. Makes sense, right? usually yeah <laughs> so uh <laughs> so yeah so they're cleaning up these lakes cleaning up these lakes you know him and bob him and bob and you know they create this youtube channel start doing start posting all this stuff online and uh they also have some other friends scuba diving friends that they had known uh doing these classes and stuff that they uh, start teaming up with and they, they create this team called adventuring with purpose and uh you know everything would change when uh they find this vehicle, and they pull it in, and uh, examining the vehicle, they find that the vehicle had human remains in the vehicle. So what do you do if you find a body? What do you do? Call the cops, usually. What happens if you don't call the cops? Um, and then you're held accountable for it? You can be charged with tampering with a crime scene, correct? Yeah. So they find this car in the water, you know, scuba dive down, hook it up to Bob's tow truck. His tow truck's pulling it in. Boom, there's a body in it. So they call the cops. Cops come in, and uh, it was a missing person. Person that had been missing for so long. And, uh, you know, like I said, they recorded it all on their YouTube channel. Like I said, um, 
I'm in no way, shape, or form trying to promote or hurt the YouTube channel, but I am recommending to go check it out. Um, their videos are awesome. They're, they're, they're super cool. So go check out Adventuring with Purpose on YouTube. Uh, and you can watch these adventures for yourself. You can watch them pull in the vehicles. You can watch the whole experience of how they do it. They show everything, the team. Um, so they pull in this car. They they find a missing person. And it's uh, just, just pretty crazy, you know. You found, oh, dude, we were, we were doing the scuba dive thing. You start telling your friends, posting it on your YouTube channel. Uh, Jared also creates a Facebook page that has also started gaining a lot of attraction you know, people hearing that they found a missing person at the bottom of a lake. Uh, a lot of people start watching their videos, starts gaining attraction. And uh, pull it in, found this person, yada, yada, yada. They keep cleaning up lakes, keep just going to rivers and lakes. And uh, they ended up finding another missing person. Interesting. And uh, pulled in another car that had, had a freaking missing person in it. So they found two people now that had been missing... And this took a really big pivoted point for the team. The team started looking for boat ramps and lakes that uh, there's some lakes and there's just some bodies of water that there's like roads right by them. And if you just took the turn just wrong or if something happened, your vehicle would fly off into the river or the lake and uh, no one would ever know that you were gone. Right. Right. <clears throat> So growing up, I used to live by, I lived by a couple of lakes, but there was another lake. It was called Quell Lake Reservoir. And uh, it's literally like on the side of a mountain. Like the road is like carved into the mountain. And so when you're driving on this little skimpy little road, if you ever like took a corner too fast, you would end up in the lake. And so it's kind of like the same thing. They're looking for boat ramps. Um, cause there's like a so, lot of, there's some places where there's old boat ramps that are like closed down. So they start looking for, for, uh, you know, situations where a car could have gone off. And this is where they start looking. What were you saying, Sean? Oh, I was just going to say, I have a side story to that. Dude. So I, I grew up in a uh, Hiram dam up by that area. And, uh, yeah, apparently back in the sixties, uh, they would go ahead and they would play chicken with the cars. They would, uh, race our cars down this road and the first one to chicken out would obviously lose but dude like there are literally dozens of cars that have jumped off the side of this road down into Hiram Dam on the side of the road there apparently they jump out of them or, or just go off with the car I have no freaking clue but like there are dozens of old cars that have just gone off the side of this cliff and uh, you can find them in the in the dam up there and on all along the bank side and there's a whole trail that goes through there it's it's pretty interesting dude how scary would that be flying off the road flying into a lake <laughs> I, I mean, believe i can fly how crazy are you or i mean how cheaper cars back then that you could just go ahead and be like yeah let's just go play play chicken and first one to you know bell out loses like <laughs> come on man yeah so, uh, adventuring with purpose as an email with tips with areas like that, uh, I, I recommend maybe shooting them an email and tell them about that. Right. Might be a body in the lake, Sean. You never know. It's probably true. There's a lot more than that in that dam. I can tell you that much. So adventuring with purpose, uh, their team, they gained up to six people and it was originally started by, uh, Jared and Bob. And they also have people come and help out. This is where the Uncle Dave story comes in. My Uncle Dave has gone, and he has helped Adventuring with Purpose um, with uh, towing in car. My, like I said, my uncle has experience with uh, tow trucks. And so what happens is Bob, you know, Bob's the manager of this towing company, but if you go all the way across the country or other places, you know, Bob's towing company can't get there. So what happens, they find a location... They map it out, they find a car, and then they will call a local towing company. They would tell them, um, you know, we're adventuring with purpose, this is what we do, we have a car here, and uh, pretty much tell them that if there's nothing inside the car as aka a body or anything, then they can able to scrap, scrap the car for, for metal. So it's one of those things, the towing company, um, you know, they generally nine times out of 10 would offer to help 
because you know either way they're going to make some money off it make sense for sure so adventuring with purpose also becomes a little bit more uh they, they start getting a little bit more into tech too <clears throat> you understand having all these people jumping in these lakes and searching can take a long time so they end up investing money. So they're also starting to make money from like YouTube and their Facebook groups and all these views that they're they're getting. And so they're starting to make revenue doing this. And uh, so they end up pur purchasing a sonar, some sonar technology. So what they do is they have a little blow up boat, you know, has a little motor on it, and they find these areas that seem suspicious for cars and vehicles. And then they have a guy that drives around pulling this little Bowie that shoots sonar on the bottom of the lake and then what happens he would come back to the team and the team would look at it and they would look at this these areas that were mapped out and if they found large objects or uh <clears throat> things that look suspicious they then would send the dive team down and this ended up saving them so much time because uh like i said you have six people that are all out scuba diving you know there's only a chance that you can find something and this sonar technology that they ended up buying, say, you know, ended up saving a lot of time, and uh, so that so that's how they do it. And then they also figured out too that pulling vehicles in from the lake, uh, vehicles that have been sitting at the bottom of lakes for long periods of time, they can fill up with mud, they can fill up with debris, and so a lot of the time, in some of their videos too, you can watch them. The vehicles actually like rip and rip apart. And it's just yeah, because they're just, you know, the weight on that thing and being rotted out. That'd be freaking crazy. Yeah. The bottom of lake, uh, the bottom of, uh, you know, lakes are not just smooth. You know, there's rocks and all sorts of shit. So dragging a vehicle can cause the vehicle to be damaged, can rip them apart. You know, they've been sitting at the bottom of a lake. There's, you know, rust, all these issues. So they came up with this new technique where they'd find the vehicle. <clears throat> they'd have the team uh, scuba dive down. And uh, they would tie these ropes around, like, the tires and the rims and stuff. And then what happens is when they were all tied up, they would uh, they'd pull, they'd pull them, and they're like these safety bags that they would fill full of air. And so it would float the vehicle to the surface. And then once the vehicle had floated up to the surface, they then would connect the tow truck to it and pull it in, which would... Con, uh, you know, would preserve the vehicle a lot better and uh, would it completely allow the vehicle to not be damaged at all. Super, super cool and efficient. You know what I mean? Like, they sure. took this to the next level when it comes to, uh, you know, preserving these vehicles. <coughs> so, something else, too, is their, their website and all the stuff start getting all these tips about, hey, missing person, missing person, come look for them. Um, you know, this lake, there's been people known for yada, yada, yada. And so the team kind of moves away from going around and just trying to find whatever they want. And they start, they start looking specifically just for vehicles. And, uh, so they start going around some vehicles, you know, they find bodies in some vehicles. They, they don't find stuff. It's just a car. But like I said, they map out an area, they do a bunch of research and, uh, something else too, if they ever find a, a person, they also end up doing like a memorial thing for them. They talk about the person's life, um, yada yada yada. So it's like a super cool, super cool experience. And so uh, I'm just gonna read off um, the people that they found, where they found them, and how long that they had been missing for. Something else too, if you get on Adventuring with Purpose website, every single person that they have found, they put the coordinates. Um, on their website. So what happens, you can get on, you can find the coordinates, you can click on it, and it will pull up a Google image of exactly where the body was found. So <clears throat> we're going to hop into this little spot here where I'm going to tell you uh, they start traveling all over the United States. They start, you know, leading all these tips, start making a lot of revenue. They start. This ends up turning into their full-time job. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to take it from here. Nathan Ashby, age 22, was, mis was missing July 31st, 2019. Adventuring with purpose. You know, they go to the lake. They do their little sonar thing, find the vehicle, whatever. He was found December 29th, 2019 in the Mississippi River in Missouri, Pickerney, 
Pickney Township. Timothy Robinson, 56 years old, was missing November 26, 2008. Adventuring with Purpose found him May 26, 2020. He was in the Willington River in Oregon, Milwaukee. Nicholas Allen, age 17, has been missing since February 20, 2020, or 2020. They found Adventuring with Purpose found him October 1st, 2020, um, and the Yadkin River in Northern Carolina. Something else, too, that you guys got to understand is a lot of these finds that they found, um, if you've ever done snorkeling or maybe even have done scuba diving, a lot of the times they find these cars, but the rivers are so just dirty and dark that you're really just kind of swimming down there and you're just kind of filling around with your hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can you imagine, uh, you know, scuba diving down to these... these uh, these cars and, 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 you know, hooking up these things and not even knowing that there was a body in it. So it was kind of a surprise, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you just, you just didn't know. <clears throat> Ethan Kazmarzak, September, he was missing, he was 22 years old. He was missing September 15th, 2013. He was found by Adventuring with Purpose, October 26, 2020 in Chapton, Iowa. And I'm going to be honest, this list is kind of long, but it is in, it's, it's just insane the work that these people have done. They've found a lot of missing people. Like, it's crazy. Their YouTube channel starts getting, you know, millions and millions of views. They start making a lot of revenue. They open up a merch shop. So I'm just going to continue on. Uh, Bill Simpsons, 57, missing June 15th, 2020. He was found January 26, 2021. They found him in the Cumberland River, Nashville, Tennessee. Antonio Amario Lopez, 57 years old, missing February 14, 2021. He was found by Adventuring with Purpose February 17, 2021, Columbia River, Oregon. Tammy Goff, 59 years old, missing July 12, 2018. Found by uh, Adventuring with Purpose, May 14th, 2021, Mississippi River, Great Falls, Montana. Uh, do you guys want me to keep going? Because, like, the list just keeps freaking going. These people and this team found a lot of people. And it kind of makes me think, too, like, how shitty is the police work, bro? <clears throat> you know, these people disappear. Some of them go missing for multiple years, and it's just some scuba diving team goes and finds them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, on top of that, man, it, it's a little odd, dude. Like, to me, anyways, I, I don't know. You don't hear too many people just dying in their car and running it into the river, you know what I mean? Or, like, how did these people, you know, come to come to pass, as it were? So I'm going to throw this out there. On their YouTube channel, Every like I said, every single person that they found, what they do is they go interview the family. They find out about the person. They find out when they gone missing. They talk about their life, what they did. And then they talk about where they found them. So, you know, I could spend five episodes and I could talk all about these people. Right. Um, so pretty much what I'm telling you to do is if you're interested in this topic, if you're interested in the story... Go research, go watch this YouTube channel. They do a fantastic job at, uh, you know, giving um, a memorable credit to these people and explaining who they were that they found. Interesting. So I'm going to continue on. Richard Riz, 74 years old, missing September 13th, 2020. They found him June 3rd. Adventuring with Purpose found him June 3rd, 2021. Uh, Oregon Park, Will Willamette River. John Zarkowski, 72 years old, missing September 4th, 2021. Found him September 22. So they literally found this guy within the same month. Mississippi River, uh, Plattsmouth, Nebraska. Naden Moses, 84 years old, missing May 4, 2021. Found him September uh, 25th, 2022. They found him in the Michigan, Michigan, uh, Michigan St. Clair River. 
Uh, okay, so these people, they found 25 people, okay? I'm not going to read the whole damn list. I got down to number 12, okay? <laughs> wow. They found 25 people. Some of these people, when they found them, they still had skin on their bones. Some of these people, when they found them, they still, you know, they were skeletons. <clears throat> there was actually one vehicle that they found, Samantha Hopper. She was missing September 11th, 1998. <laughs> They found her October 26, 2021. She was in Arkansas, but they found her and her baby in the vehicle. Oh, my gosh. So uh, that's the only time that they actually found two people in the vehicle. Um, all other times, uh, it's generally just one person. But like I said, some of these people have found them pretty recently. And uh, some of them had been missing for quite a while. So Adventuring with Purpose has done a lot of good. They're cleaning up the environment. Finding all these missing people, they found a total of 25 missing people so far, and uh, they bought. You know, they've brought in so much closer to these families. Imagine that your uh, sibling or someone you knew went missing, their car disappeared, and they disappeared. You had no idea where they had gone for three or four years. This scuba diving team reaches out about your case. You give them all this information. They come out and they find your missing family member. Pretty freaking crazy, you know what I mean? Yeah, for real. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so they find, like I said, they found 25 missing people. They've done a lot of good cleaning up the community, finding these missing people. Like I said, a lot of these rivers, some of them are you know clear. The majority of them are dirty. Um, like I said, they 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 they've, they've pulled up hundreds of cars. But they found 25 vehicles that have people in them. So they specifically look for missing people. This is what, you know, obviously, I guess there's more satisfaction in finding missing people and bringing closure to people, you know, so. Okay, sure. <clears throat> so uh, the YouTube channel is doing super well. Um, they end up accumulating uh, 2.8 million followers. The Facebook group is doing extremely well. They're selling a lot of merch. And like I said, it's doing so well that these six people on the team have been able to literally quit their jobs or do this part-time and uh, go out this YouTube scuba diving team, go find these people. Yeah. So everything's going great, yada, yada, yada. And then all of a sudden, a big turn would happen. Um, some allegations came out about the founder, Jared. Um, and this, this is just really sad and really heartbreaking. You learn about, you learn about all the good that they do, all the family closure that they have done. Um, just cleaning up, you know, communities, lakes, rivers of the, these hazardous materials, but also finding these bodies. And, uh, Jared's cousin leaked some, uh, some pictures on the internet of where she had accused him of raping her. And uh, this is where the hero, Jared, kind of you know, becomes the bad guy. He would reply back to her and he would say, go ahead, no one will believe you. No one believes you anyways. So some allegations were brought up. They were then taken to the police. And uh, since Jared pretty much admitted, admitted to these deeds through acts, um was able to, uh, you know, get him arrested. So Jared, uh, Lee, or I cannot pronounce his last name. Lesek, Lesek, 47 years old, was, was booked, um, in a U U Utah County or no Utah jail, um, January 5th of 2023. Damn. Um, and what had come forth is, uh, when he was 16 and 17 years old, he was raping and molesting his nine-year-old cousin. He had that, raped her disgusting. in Ephraim, Utah, and also another time in Las Vegas when his family had come over and visited him. And uh, we don't really know too much about the information. All we know is when Jared... Uh, when he went to court, the court actually had to shut down because uh, there was multiple people in the audience that were live streaming his hearing on YouTube. 
<clears throat> so that turned his hearing to more of a private matter. There's not a lot of information. All we really know is that Jared, uh, he, he hired a defensive team, and uh, it's kind of gross. It really is kind of gross because yeah. his legal team was like, he's done so much good. He's, you know, has done so much good for the community. Can we get his sentence um, deducted or completely wiped off? Uh, because uh, the, the good outweighs the bad that he has done. His uh, legal team also argued that the statute limitations that since this rape had happened over 30 years ago, that uh, the time had run out. So, so, so what happens, if, if you're unfamiliar with this, <clears throat> if a rape occurs, there's like a period of time that it has to be reported. In each state, it differs. It's different. But if that crime is not reported within that period of time, what happens is the evidence that you have gets to a point where, you know, they can always just say, well, that's hearsay. That's hearsay. It's not creditable because there's been such this long period of time. So you have to think about Jared's cousin that he was molesting. When she was nine years old, he probably had instilled a lot of fear in her. She probably didn't quite understand what was going on. And, uh, you know, when she grew up, she had, you know, carried this burden with her. And she got to a point where she's like, I'm going to call this motherfucker out and I'm going to get him for, I know what he did to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But by the time that, you know, she, you know, this happened, statute of limitation had run out. There's not a lot of information if he's been charged or not, but we do know that he was booked in jail, and we now know that he's out of jail. If you get on Adventuring with Purpose's YouTube channel, the guy has gone right back to creating YouTube videos. But the, 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 there's something else, too. So his team, when they found out about these allegations, every single person on his team said, this is fucking disgusting, and I will not stand for this. The five other members, including Bob, have all created social media posts, um, YouTube videos coming out, saying that they are quitting Adventuring with Purpose because they do not stand for what Jared did. They've all opposed him. But, so if you get on, so like I said, there's not any information on if he was released on bail or what, if he has a court hearing. Um, all we know that he was arrested <clears throat> January 5th of 2023. And um, if you get on his YouTube channel, his last post was four days ago. So, seems like what has happened is, uh, like I said, I don't know. There's no information if he's been released on bail or if the charges have been dropped. All we know is that Jared is back at his YouTube channel, back to searching for these people, and he's trying to find a new team to help him. Because obviously with one person... It's just way too much work. So the question I have for you, do you guys think that Adventuring with Purpose is done? Do you think it can continue to happen? Do you think that the good that Jared and his team did outweighs the bad that he has done? What do you guys think? That's a me personally. <laughs> yeah, say so me personally, I think it's uh, if that YouTube channel goes on or not, I'm not sure, but the fact that People have seen over the years all the good that it's done trying to get closure for the families of missing people. So there's probably going to be another team come up, um, not necessarily with the same kind of website, but um, going out and doing the same thing. So I'm not sure if um, if he's done, um, but I think with the stuff that he's done, he's going to go ahead and uh, ask some other people to um, – and do the same stuff do you think the good that he's done has outweighed the bad i think the good that he's done i mean um i don't know when it comes to that kind of stuff the the stuff that he's done it's it's unforgivable um whether guilty or not just those allegations are going to stick and they're going to stay um so he's going to lose a lot of followers going to lose a lot of help but it's just, I don't know. It's a, it's a scary, sketchy situation. I don't know, man. I think it's hard to say because 
you you can't. I, although people can change and grow and, and be better, and it, it happened thirty years ago, there really is no excuse or forgiveness for something like that. You know what I mean? Like that, that you're just guilty of it, and that's it's gonna stick with you. I think uh, he's pretty much fragged his career because of it, and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, like what John says, like a new team come up and uh, try to take over where his reins fell down. But I know he's still trying to trying to push forward with it. But uh, honestly, man, like that's a that's a rough one to step up from. And then you had the the person that's involved, you know, the the nine year old at the time. Yeah, and it's changed her life completely. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, you ever can't... since. I mean, she's a totally different person from what she could have been, or well, you know. Now, some people it'll make her, you know, make them stronger. Other people, it's you know, something that's going to bring them down for the rest of their lives. But you never really know where it could have gone. It's yeah. so real fast. Um, I think honesty saves a lot of people. And the the thing is, is when I think. I don't know. Like I said, so my Uncle Dave has actually been in some of Venturing with Purposes. He's been in a couple of their YouTube videos. A couple of their YouTube videos in Oregon, in California. He's worked with this team, and he, I don't think he, uh, I haven't really had a legitimate conversation with him, but I remember he was absolutely heartbroken when he found out about this. I don't think that he socializes himself with the team either. So something else too, obviously when this came out, oh, okay, so ba back to the honesty thing real fast. The reason I think he should be held accountable for what he's done is because when this girl grew up and texted him, he immediately became this manipulator of no one will believe you, yada, yada, yada. You know what I mean? Yeah, if he messaged her and was like, I'm so sorry, like, you know, what can I do to make it right? Yada, yada, yada. I feel like that would, you know, give the guy more credit. But the fact that when she reaches out to him, tells him, I know what you did to me. It was wrong. You need to go to jail for it. And he immediately becomes um, manipulative. That's where I think that, you know, I don't know. That just kind of kind of rubs me wrong. Rubs me wrong. <clears throat> yeah. So something else, too. After these allegations came out and after Venturing with Purpose, um, you know, after all this stuff. So they, they were getting millions of views per per episode. And uh, ever since all this stuff came out, Jared's, uh, his content has actually changed. His videos are getting around only the hundred of thousands of views, 80,000, 45,000. But his content has changed. All of his videos aren't finding cars anymore. His videos are... Um, you know, how to break out of a car uh, if you're stuck in a car or how to, you know, if your car is in water, what to do. So his content is obviously is changing. You know what I mean? Like I said, yeah. you can get on and his last couple videos is how to escape from a sinking car. This uh, safety tool could save your life. It's no longer, you know, finding, finding, finding. And it's like something else, too. Like this is a question that's that's up for for anyone to answer. Um, how would you feel if someone found your missing sibling that had been missing for, you know, five, six years, but then you found out that they were a child molester or, a, you know, a, a rapist? Like, how how does that make you feel? Do, do, you, do you get that satisfaction of the closer of finding that missed person or... Or uh, are you just, you know, dis you know left with more anger and, and disgust? You know what I mean? Where... Where where do you draw the line of what what's good and what's bad anymore? You know what I mean? Yeah. So adventuring with purpose uh, has been clapped. That's their story so far. Like I said, I do not think that he. I, I think he's out of jail, and I think that he's uh, creating uh, YouTube content because he's he's posting on his YouTube channel. You can get on there and you can see his last couple videos, but uh, you can see that his content has definitely changed. Uh, the allegation, you know, so many people, so many people, there, there, there's been a lot of people that have unfollowed him, but uh, that's pretty much the story so far. So like I said, 
Sum it up in a nutshell. Uh, started out with cleaning up lakes, ended up finding bodies, built a team of six people, ended up finding 25 people, um, founded for, or, you know, founded for raping his cousin twice, once in Ephraim, Utah, also in Las Vegas, Nevada, and uh, now is just creating uh, YouTube content again, so. Crazy, man. Freaking crazy. But like 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 I said, I if you're listening to this episode, I am I am not promoting nor am I telling you not to watch his videos. Um like I said, my uncle Dave, he's been in a couple of adventuring with purposes more in their earlier years uh back in Oregon and Utah, but they are very interesting to watch. They definitely um it, it, it's exciting watching them pull the cars out, you know, using all this technology. It's super cool. Um, but like I said, I'm not going to advise you to check it out or to not check it out. I'm going to leave that up to you. If you want to go check it out, it's really cool. If you don't want to, you know, I get it. So, For sure. So, uh, yeah. yeah. What do you guys think? You got anything else you want to add? No. I think we're good. Not even a D's nuts or nothing? Come on, dude. <laughs> D's nuts. There you go. Yeah, I think that's it for me. You know, just kind of goes whole interesting story and just kind of takes that takes that twist and kind of changes your perception on the whole YouTube video and YouTube videos and the the help that's going on. Sounds good. Well, we'll see you guys uh, on Sunday. Other than that, have a great rest of your week. Peace. Peace. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I forgot to say one thing real fast. So, if you guys want to support the channel, or not the channel, if you guys want to support the podcast in any way, shape, or form, there's now a link in the description of every episode, and uh, you're able to get on and uh, make a donation. Um, That's going to allow us to keep making episodes, upgrade equipment, stuff like that. So if you enjoy the show, if you enjoy the show, consider. Um, other than that, we love you guys. Peace.